Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience helping hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. I'm Jason Gabrielli from HFM Investment Advisors, and today I am joined by one of our recurrent guests, Bill Webb from Saratoga Medicare Advisors. What's up, Bill? How are you guys doing? Good to see you. Yeah, man. I'm glad you could be here. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, coming off the heels of a great workshop that we did with you guys and with Catherine doing some social security education, you providing some Medicare insights. And we said, you know what? It's been a little while since we talked about Medicare on the podcast. And every time this comes up in a client meeting or in even a conversation about Medicare, I feel like Medicare is one of those things that people think they know more about than they actually know. And so as soon as you start spitting some wisdom, people get a lot of aha moments. So I think it's time to revisit it. Absolutely. And I appreciate you guys having me again. And the seminar with Catherine was amazing. So always great to be here with the HFM team and good to be back in the studio with you guys with another podcast. Absolutely. So let's jump into it. So one of the things we always like to do is just set the stage because like I said, Medicare is one of those things that is a little bit of an anomaly to some people. So let's start with just a recap quickly. You know, what are the parts of Medicare? What do they mean? And what do people need to know to understand the rest of our conversation here? Absolutely. So Medicare is a bit of an alphabet soup where there's a bunch of different parts. You hear a ton of different letters, part A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And what do they all mean? And some of the aspects you can kind of forget about where others are important to remember. And the parts that applied really to everybody are going to be Medicare Part A, B, and D. Medicare Part A is going to be your hospital coverage. So anything that happens in a hospital, surgeries, anything like that. And that generally is covered in full if you've worked more than 40 quarters. So no additional cost to that if you've paid into FICA taxes for 40 quarters or 10 years. So the benefits there, or I should say the requirements there are pretty much similar to if you're qualified for social security, you're probably going to be qualified for that part. Of it. Exactly. And there are certain stipulations where if you haven't worked 40 quarters, but your spouse has, you can get that full coverage. But in some circumstances where there hasn't been that 40 quarters, there can be premiums that you have to pay there as well as requirements for enrollment where you might have penalties if you don't enroll. We can get a little bit into that, but In 95% of situations, Part A is going to be covered in full, and generally it will be easy to enroll in or automatically enroll depending on your situation. Medicare Part B is similar to Part A. It's your medical coverage. It's doctor's offices, medical devices. This even covers things like chemotherapy, all that kind of stuff. So really anything that happens in a doctor's office, preventative services, and things like that, it also covers 80% of those expenses. And finally, there's Part D. So Part D is prescription coverage. This isn't quite regulated or isn't administered by the government, but they fill in the requirements for what prescription drug plans must cover. And there are adjustments to the premiums based on your income that is affected with that Part D premium. So there's an additional deduction out of your Social Security benefits or a charge if you're not taking Social Security for Medicare Part D, depending on what your income is. 
Okay. So it sounds like part A, part B, administered by the government, probably the truest form of what the government's going to provide for you for Medicare. But then part D is kind of the rules are set by the government, but at the end of the day, you're going to be getting that coverage from an external Exactly. Insurer. And part A and B, you'll hear me refer to as original Medicare. That's generally what they're called. And you'll hear me talk about the supplemental plans or the Medigap plans, which are one and the same, same thing, and how they supplement original Medicare or Medicare part A and B. So let's talk a little bit about that, because I know you mentioned to me before that original Medicare basically covers 80%, but there's this 20% of your care that you're on the hook for. And a lot of people don't realize that. Absolutely. Yep. So that's where you get into your options when you're electing Medicare. So when you sign up for Medicare, you basically have two choices. You can go with the Medicare Supplement Plan or Medicare Advantage Plan. The Medicare Advantage Plans are generally what you see Joe Namath and Joe Montana and everybody on TV advertising about. And you should be seeing less of those advertisements this year due to some recent legislation aimed at cutting back some misleading advertising about Medicare Advantage You're trying plans. to say Joe Namath would lead us astray? Uh, it's hard to believe. Joe it's Namath's hard to name. believe. He's All a better right. quarterback than he is a <laughs> Medicare salesman. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, so there's many differences when it comes to Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement. So we'll start with Medicare Supplement because it works with Original Medicare, which is Medicare Parts A and B. Medicare Supplements supplement Original Medicare. So with these plans, the coverage on them is regulated by the federal government, CMS, the Center for Medicare Services. And the coverage on those plans is basically standardized. So they are offered by private insurance companies like Aetna, AARP or United Healthcare, Cigna, all of that. But the coverage from one plan G to another is pretty much the same as far as the medical coverage goes. Some of the plans offer some wellness extras on the side, but when it comes to the medical aspect of the plans, the coverage is pretty much standardized. With that, it supplements, like I said, original Medicare. So it's covering that extra 20%. These plans have a national network of providers. So you can go to any doctor or hospital in the country, more or less. I think the statistic is like 98% of doctors accept original Medicare and Medicare supplement plans. These plans don't require referrals. They do not include prescription drug benefits. So you would need to get a standalone prescription drug benefit. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Generally, the monthly premiums are a little bit higher, but you're limited significantly as far as your out-of-pocket costs. Beyond that premium. Beyond that premium. Yep. So your premiums generally for a 65-year-old, depending on the plan you go with, are capping out around $175 per month, give or take, but you're going to have minimal out-of-pocket costs. So the most popular plan is Plan G, generally, when it comes to the supplemental plans. That plan this year has a $226 deductible, and once you reach that deductible, you're covered at 100%. So every doctor's appointment you have after reaching that $226 deductible is covered at 100%, no out-of-pocket costs. Any surgeries, even if you have a $100,000 medical expense, You're just reaching that deductible and then you're covered in full and you can go to any doctor or hospital in the entire country. So really, really good coverage. These plans are also guaranteed renewable for life. So once you're in, you're in. The benefits aren't going to change. As far as continuity of coverage goes, these plans are very good. You basically set it and forget it. Once you're in, you're going to stay in that plan unless you do some medical underwriting, which we'll talk about a little bit with the Medicare Advantage plans. So really good coverage. The benefits aren't going to change. Benefits are pretty much going to be the same today as they are in 10 years. Medicare Advantage, on the other hand, is a little bit different. So Medicare Advantage actually replaces original Medicare. So you do still have Part A and Part B and you're signed up for them. But when it comes to getting medical services, you're using private insurance and you're actually not using original Medicare at all. 
Would it be accurate to put it in layman's terms? It's almost like the federal government is outsourcing your coverage to this private insurer. In That's that exactly right. They're yeah. paying them to cover you plus whatever. Exactly, exactly. And there's some financial incentives from the government with some of these Medicare Advantage plans and a lot of moving parts behind the scenes where these Advantage plans do have base levels of benefits that they have to cover, but they can do that by having tighter networks, co-pays, co-insurance. A lot of them are managed care plans where you're going to have to get prior authorization for certain services. You know, if the doctor says you need a knee replacement, the plan may say, we'll only pay for it after you do physical therapy for a few months. And if you still need it, then we'll approve coverage for it. So there's a lot of different kind of hoops to jump through and different things for these plans. But generally, the premiums are a little bit lower. So some people do go for them because they might be healthy now and they don't want to pay a higher premium. So they'll go with a Medicare Advantage plan. Now, with that, a lot of the plans do have tighter networks. So some of them are HMOs where you can only go to certain regional providers. Some of them are PPOs with a national access. So not a terrible option, but there's also some other things to consider. So many of them do include your prescription drug coverage, but they do have annual out-of-pocket maximums. So this year coming in 2024, the maximum allowable out-of-pocket maximum is $8,300. So in a worst case scenario, if you do have a catastrophic year with a lot of claims, you could find yourself out of pocket up to $8,300 per person. That's per person. Yes. Yeah. So $16,600 for a couple. The other thing that I think is the biggest factor with these Medicare Advantage plans is that they're not guaranteed renewable for life. So these plans can change every year. And often they do where there will be minor tweaks to the plan or even plans will be totally eliminated. So at that point, you basically need to shop and go and find a new plan. And with these plans, maybe they won't cover your prescriptions or maybe the new plan won't cover your doctors. So there's a lot of homework that goes into picking these plans that can be a little confusing. Now, they're not always a bad option depending on your situation, but there's going to be a little more homework going on behind the scenes with those plans as far as determining if it's a good plan for you, where the supplemental plans are almost guaranteed to accept all of your doctors and they're a little more- Because they're comforting everybody. Exactly, exactly. So you're paying a little bit more for them, but you get a little more peace of mind knowing your out-of-pocket costs are very much capped and you have the peace of mind knowing you can go to any doctor or specialist, no referrals, no managed care, nothing like that. So talk to me a little bit, Bill, about what the choice is when you go decide and you're applying for Medicare or you're in open enrollment or whatever it is, and you're choosing between Medicare supplement and a Medicare Advantage plan, is that choice irreversible? Like how much weight do you have to put on that choice? Can you change it if you feel like you messed up and you want to go a different route next year? Really good question. So yes and no, you can kind of change, but there's also some hoops to jump through. So if you sign up for a Medicare supplement right when you turn 65 and you're in that plan and you decide, you know what, these premiums are too high. I don't want to pay for this plan anymore. You can switch to a Medicare Advantage plan. Okay. There's not going to be any penalties or anything. You can switch to that plan. If you are to initially go with a Medicare Advantage plan and then down the road, maybe your co-pays are getting too much. You have a health issue that comes up and you're going to the doctor a lot. Maybe you reach your out-of-pocket maximum and you say, you know what? I want to switch to a Medicare supplement plan. In order to switch to a Medicare supplement plan outside of your initial enrollment period when you first turn 65 or a special enrollment period that occurs depending on your employment situation 
or where you have your coverage through work. If you want to switch from an Advantage plan to a supplemental plan, you need to do medical underwriting. So medical underwriting isn't quite, you know, you're not necessarily getting like a physical or anything, but they're going to ask you medical questions. They're going to basically collect your medical information as far as lists of doctors, specialists, procedures from the past two to five years, a list of all of your prescriptions and the reasons that you take them. And with that, they'll basically determine if you're eligible to get into the plan and they can decline you. So I'm actually working with someone right now who was just declined. So we're at this point going through and trying to submit their applications with different carriers where hopefully maybe the underwriting criteria are a little different. But at this point, we started with a lower premium plan and now we're working up and it's getting more and more expensive because he's not guaranteed acceptance into these Medicare supplement plans. So his hands are kind of tied as far as which plans you can go to. And I see this happen all the time where someone's young and healthy, they want to pay the lesser premium, they might not need all the benefits. So they go with a Medicare Advantage plan, something changes, you know, your health can pretty much change in an instant. And with that, they're no longer eligible to get into a Medicare supplement plan. And they're kind of stuck with these Advantage plans. So that choice could potentially be irrevocable. Depending on your situation. Absolutely. So a lot yep. of weight goes into that choice. Definitely. Because sure, that's Definitely. not always something you can undo. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Medicare, for the most part, it sounds like stays pretty consistent over time. However, it sounds like there's been some updates with the Inflation Reduction Act that people need to be aware of, how that's going to affect people who are new to Medicare, how that's going to affect people who are already on Medicare and in certain programs. So can you give us some insight into what these changes are, what are the most important things to know, and what people need to be aware of? Absolutely. So the Inflation Reduction Act implemented a lot of changes about Medicare Part D and prescription drug coverage. Those changes are being implemented. They started this past year in 2023, and they're being implemented up through 2029 and most likely beyond that. Well, outside of the Inflation Reduction Act, the Inflation Reduction Act through 2029, we'll see what kind of legislation comes in the meantime. In 2023, the major piece of legislation that affected Medicare Part D was pre-deductible coverage for insulin. So insulin was covered with a cap at $35 per month for any insulin that people might have taken, pre-deductible $35 cap. So really good. Prior to 2023, I was dealing with people who were paying thousands for insulin, which was ridiculous. You'd be shocked at how many people take insulin. So this is a major help for so many seniors that are on Medicare. So that was implemented in 2023. That's moving forward indefinitely, hopefully. 2024, there's two real changes that are going to affect Part D majorly, and then more coming in 2025, 2026. And we'll talk a little bit about them a little later, but maybe I'll just come back on the podcast next year and we can talk about that again. Yeah, exactly. So the major change for Part D affects catastrophic coverage. So catastrophic coverage is part of Part D where people that have really expensive drugs will reach this catastrophic coverage limit. And basically at that point, they're paying 5% of the total cost of these prescription drugs. I've worked with people that are taking $10,000 worth of drugs a month. And 5% of that is what they would pay. They might meet the catastrophic limit in January or February, and then they're paying maybe five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month in prescription costs through the rest of the year. So that's a ton of money and can really cost people a lot. So previously that was a five percent cost. Moving forward, that is completely eliminated. So in 2024, once you reach that catastrophic coverage limit, 
there's going to be a hundred percent coverage for any prescriptions after that. So you can have a lot of expenses up front, but once you do reach that catastrophic limit, you're going to be covered at a hundred percent, which is really, really good. Generally, you reach catastrophic limit when you've spent about $3,100 to $3,200 out of your own pocket to pay for these prescription drugs. And it's actually based on the true out-of-pocket costs, which is what you pay plus what the plan pays. Okay, So your drugs might be $10,000, but you pay $3,100. You reach that out-of-pocket limit, which is set at $8,000 this year. And at that point, you're going to be covered at 100% for any drugs in that catastrophic limit. Now, what's important to note is that only counts for covered prescriptions. So if the plan formulary doesn't include that prescription on the plan, then that doesn't count towards that out-of-pocket cost and the catastrophic coverage where it's covered at 100%. One thing I anticipate happening because of these changes over the next few years is the tightening of the formularies for these prescription drugs. So can you... Give us, you know, using that word formulary, I know you know what it means, and some of our listeners might know what it means, but help us understand why is that so important. And I know it's critical, so I want to make sure people don't miss that. So each year, the prescription drug carriers basically come up with a list of prescription drugs that they cover and a tier for those drugs. So you'll have your preferred generics that are going to be, you know, your statins, your things that a lot of people take where there's generics available. Those are typically going to be covered for a very minimal copay. Some of them are covered in full where it's zero dollars to pick them up. Some of your prescriptions are specialty prescriptions where they're going to be the top tier, most expensive, subject to deductibles, really specialty prescriptions. Each formulary in each carrier has a formulary, some made up of up to 1,500 prescriptions with a certain tier for each prescription. And with that, that's how the costs are determined, the cost sharing, the copays, all of that. What may happen as these rules kick in is that these carriers are going to tighten up those formularies and cover less prescriptions. So with that, the plan that you had last year, that same plan this year might have a tighter formulary and the prescription you had that was maybe a name brand is now a specialty drug. So it's going to be higher out-of-pocket costs or maybe even not covered. So with that, every year, It's important to look at your prescription drug plan every single year and make sure that those changes don't happen and you're still in the most cost-effective plan. But coming forward the next two to three years, as these changes are implemented, it's going to be more and more important because there's going to be significant changes coming both to costs, formularies, and all these things that are going to really affect the bottom line and out-of-pocket costs to the consumer. Well, and that's really where it ties into what we do. So one of the things that we talk to when we talk to our retired clients or people getting close to retirement or a couple of years out, I was just talking to somebody today. One of their big things was, how do I pay for healthcare in retirement? And how does Medicare work? And and there's a lot of misinformation out there, bad information out there. And one of the biggest things is the cost. People don't realize, they think it's this panacea of free care. And it is great coverage and you can certainly get taken care of for the rest of your life, but there is absolutely a cost to it. And knowing what those costs are, making sure that your coverages are going to cover your situation, your drugs, your doctors, all that stuff, to me is an incredibly important decision and an incredibly important part of your overall retirement plan. So one of the things I always like to tell when we refer clients of ours to our good friend Bill here is at the end of the day, you don't have to do this alone. And correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, but it doesn't cost any extra to work with somebody like you. So whether they go online and buy the coverage on their own, trying to figure it out by themselves, 
or they use somebody like you who is an expert and who's going to be able to make sure they do the right thing so they don't have to become an expert. It doesn't make a difference, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So there is no cost to work with me. The premiums are the same working with me as they are to do it on your own. And you get peace of mind knowing you're making the right decision and working with someone who's seen your situation multiple times and can give you solid advice. When it comes to Medicare, there's thousands and thousands of results and Google answers and everything. And your friend and your neighbor all have advice on what their situation is. But the fact is everyone's situation is different. So with that, it is important to talk to an expert, work with someone who has seen many different situations and can give you advice that maybe works not only for today, but for 10 years from now, 20 years from now, since this could very well be the coverage that you're on for the rest of your life. So Bill, I appreciate you giving us the update, giving us the overview on Medicare, getting everybody all Medicare up. And the reason this is so relevant is because open enrollment starts on October 15th, right? That's right. Yes. So right now, all the new plans are coming out. They are released on October 15th. So right now we're reaching out to all of our clients to get those updated lists of their prescriptions. So that way we can price out their plans for 2024. Open enrollment runs from October 15th through December 7th. So it's a critical time to make these changes because after that, you can't make changes for the rest of the year. So if you do find that you've got a drug that's not covered anymore on your current plan, you could be stuck if you don't reassess these options during this time period. So it's really important to talk to a professional at this time of year. With that in mind, Bill, how do people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So my company is called Saratoga Medicare Advisors. I'm available in my office. My email is bweb at saratogabenefits.com. Office number is 856-642-2949. You can like us on Facebook or LinkedIn, Saratoga Medicare Advisors, and we hope to hear from you soon. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Bill, for coming on and being on the podcast again, sharing some great info. For all of our listeners out there, if you are not already a subscriber to the Dollar Wise podcast, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button. We're on Apple, we're on Amazon, we're on Spotify, we're on them all. So make sure you get that and you'll get the most updated episodes sent right to your phone every time we release one. Otherwise, we appreciate the time you spent with us here today and we'll see you on the next podcast. Perfect. Have a good one. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dollar Wise podcast. At HFM, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at hfmadvisors.com. The Dollar Wise Podcast is presented by HFM Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor firm. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer for sale or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. All investments involve risk and are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendation appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.